Hi, this is Gwen and Sean from Frail. And you're listening to the Epitome of Stupidity podcast. What up, ladies and gentlemen? Hi there. Welcome to episode 48 hey there. of Epitome of Stupidity. Oh there. I am Brian. That right is there. Clint. I am Brian. Saying random shit after me. Random shit. After me. After you. <laughs> and uh, we're a metal podcast. Allegedly. Allegedly. Jake's. Pinch poke. You owe me a beer. So. In the background there. Yeah. Yeah. This is hard to do. Go ahead. We've got Frail with their song Let the Darkness In off the White Witch EP. They're getting ready to release some new music. We are go- uh, just a 7-inch, so for Record Store Day, which I believe was yesterday. Something like that. I may be wrong. We will clarify it here shortly in our conversation with them. It's a good one. Stick around. There's this big thing coming up in the middle of May here in Columbus. You want to hear about that real quick? Nope. How about we hear it anyways? Okay. The Sonic Temple Art and Music Festival has arrived. Map Free Stadium, Columbus, Ohio, May 17th through the 19th with Foo Fighters. There goes my hero. System of the Down. Disturbed. Get on, get on. With Bring Me the Horizon. Papa Roach. Ghost, Hailstorm, Lamb of God, The Cult, Andrew Dice Clay, and more. Go to SonicTempleFestival.com for everything. See ya at the temple. Just kidding. You were going to hear it no matter what. There it was. There it was. They're still there. They're still coming. They're still coming. We are going to announce winners to contest number two this upcoming week via social somehow or another. I don't know if we're going to do a video or not, but we'll figure it out. You will know if you won. And then doing another one. Promptly and after to get these things going. In early May. Because we got other tickets to give away. The last pair will go in early May, yes. Other tickets the to other. another place to give away. That coming soon. Oh, that too. Yeah. 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 Another big show. Another big, festival another big festival giveaway. If you like tattoos, you should pay attention. All right. Um, I'm going to skip what you're listening to and just give you my story from yesterday. You do that. So, headed out of town to my cousin's wedding to North Carolina, about a six-hour drive. Okay. Headed down, about four hours in. Car breaks down. Oh. Side of the road, transmission overheating. Which car? The Superbrew. The Buru. The Buru broke down four hours from home. Uh, so then a cop, or, you know, it was on the 77 on the, I forget what you call it. It's got tolls and shit on it. But uh, so it's, it's well policed and there's maintenance people all over the fucking place and anyone and everyone to help you. So within about six or seven minutes of sitting there, I had a cop behind me and the local helper. Help a fuck. <laughs> Help an idiot. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I ended up driving it um, about three miles to a dealership. Just happened to be off an exit three miles up. And uh, long long kind of story short, it ended up being something maybe that I could still make it back home. Since I have paddle shifting, I can just keep it out of overdrive and just drive it four hours back home. Try to do that. Do that? No. They're like, well, maybe. I took off down the road and it was still fucked up. They're like, well, maybe if we clear the codes. And then you can go, and you'll be able to paddle shift. No, as soon as I pulled out, the codes came back up. <laughs> and they put it up on a lift and all this stuff, and they're like, uh, you know, and I have to fly to New, to New York on Monday, tomorrow, whatever, so I can't get stuck there. Right. So 
all the, the million options go in my head. The, the car is still there. The fix is probably going to be about $1,200. Ooh, that's, and, but, that's no small amount. But on the way, so I had to get a, a rental car, which all I had was a f- was full-size trucks, okay? I was wondering what that was. <laughs> yeah, a 2019 Silverado, full-size. And guess what? Since I was going to if to take it one way, to bring it here and drop it off, you know, and, and I have to go back and get my car, but right. $300 to drive it here and leave it here, $300. So instead, I had to rent it for the week. So I have to drive it back down on Thursday. Right. I have to drive my truck, my rental truck, and a car dolly back down on Thursday to pick up my Subaru and haul it back here. <laughs> Never made it to the wedding. Uh, all said and done, the trip's probably going to end up costing me around $1,600. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. Who all's in the car with, for all this? Is just, it just me and the wife. You and the wife? Yep. Just cruising along. So you handle it well? Yeah. She didn't say anything. She just... Let the big boys do what big boys do and freak out, run up and down the road. <laughs> just going to say, how did you handle it? <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> I, I have one of those Bluetooth um, OBD2 connectors that uh, you can instantly diagnose your check engine light. So I instantly knew, pulled it up, put it in, knew what it was going on, right. knew how fucked I was. So that's what I did yesterday. I, I got back at like quarter after five and just uh, cried fetal position <laughs> for a while. <laughs> I still got to go down. And I, I can't use a, a car dolly. I have to use an entire trailer because I have an all-wheel drive, and you can't tow right, them on two wheels. With a, so that's that's my what I'm listening to segment. Go that ahead, was a, you were listening to pure agony. Mm-hmm. So yes, you're going to get it back here like Thursday, and it still has to be fixed. Still have to get it fixed, but it's not something a dealership has to do, and that's at a dealership is going to charge me twelve hundred dollars. Right. So you know, you know Tim or whatever. Right, I can right. have someone else. You know, it's just a piece in the transmission that needs to be replaced. Oh, it's man. not going to be cheap, but it's hopefully not going to be. It's not going to be twelve hundred dollars, right? On top of the sixteen hundred already. <laughs> the three hundred. The the biggest thing was when I said one way for this truck. He said, "Oh, it's going to be three hundred dollars." Are you fucking kidding me? And this is what you guys do? You send cars all over the fucking place? You right. know what I mean? And it's not even Avis, who I have an account with for all the travel I can do for work. So it's anyway. So it was a holy fuck of a day. Started at seven a.m., got back at five, and here I am. Oh boy. So here, this one's for you, buddy. But this is why we can do a podcast today. Otherwise, we weren't going to have one for you. So there you go. There you go. There you go. It was. It was. You know what? I'm not even going to say what. I, it, <laughs> sorry, it sucked. Are you going to go into what you're listening to? I am. As soon okay. as I open this beer, I started a GoFundMe account. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone, right? They have a big expense, and all of a sudden, there's a GoFundMe account right. floating around. I've I've listened to a ton of Big Business because that new album's finally out, and I, well, I mean, I've been listening to Big Business since I saw him a few weeks ago and got the new album because it is amazing. But I will talk about that later. Uh, Nails put out a new song this week, so I listened to that the most recent Nails album like three times, which takes all of Nine Inch Nails fifteen minutes per. Uh, what are you talking about? No, no, no. The band nails? The band nails. Like the most fucking metal fastest shit ever. Like seriously, you can listen to the whole album in 20 minutes. It's like 11, 10 songs, something like that. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. You it, like that? Oh, dude, it's nuts. Uh, never heard of them. Um, we'll listen to the album before everybody gets here. It won't take It'll any be time at all. <laughs> uh, continue with some Alice in Chains and then our guys Pelican, more news on them here soon, uh, put out a new song. I think it's called Midnight and Mescaline or something like that, and it is fucking awesome. So like I like the drug mescaline or whatever mescaline, yeah. Oh. And uh, so you know, obviously, listen to some Pelican. Pelican will get post metal band of the week. We need to sound it for that. Uh, oh, I thought you were Pelican. Pelican. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I also listen to a lot of Frail because they kick ass, and we should have a conversation with them about them kicking ass. Want to dial some numbers? Uh, no. Okay. Bloop. Ring. Whoop. Bloop. I wasn't done. I was. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. They answered. Our perfect streak continues. Yes. My hands are in the air because they answered. Like always. Like always. Gwen and Sean, how are you guys today? Fabulous. Where you at? We're at home. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're in our sitting in our third floor studio. Um, we had a, a video interview prior to this, and then uh, we're shooting another. We're starting to shoot another video today. Um, so, and we do a lot of this stuff uh, in our house. We're fortunate enough to have like a studio, and then we have um, an apparel business that we run out of here. So we have a bunch of sewing machines and stuff too. But we really never leave the house. Wow. Yeah, you guys sound busy. Yeah. And the house being, uh, you guys are just north of us, right? We're in Columbus. You're in Cleveland. Yes. Yep, Cleveland, Ohio. That is awesome. Uh, if memory serves, you guys are going to be here in Columbus soon, right? Yeah, 420. 420. Uh, <laughs> we'll be at Space Bar with uh, Weed Demon Sludge and uh, I think two other bands, but I can't remember them right now because we're going to Toronto next week and we're, we're focused on Toronto and Montreal. I think um, one yeah, of them... Two other bands from Columbus. I think one of them is Pistol, but I can't remember either. Either way, uh, 420, see you there. And for those of you hearing this, we look forward to seeing you there as well. High fives for everyone. High fives all around. So other than all that fun stuff, wait, Toronto, you say? What do you got going on up there? Um, we're playing Toronto on Friday, April 12th, and then uh, Montreal on Saturday, April 13th. Um, and we're doing both shows with Astral Witch. Um, and then there's other bands in the other cities, but I think Astral Witch is doing uh, both of them with us. Um, and then this uh, this awesome promoter uh, named Crystal uh, booked the shows for us, and she's out of Canada, and she's been it's been amazing to work with her so far. So it's our first trip up there. Awesome, great, right? Great state Canada is. <laughs> um, that's actually that's where that's where Gwen's from. Oh, is it? Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. You want to maybe smack Brian around for being sarcastic about Canada? I'd be <laughs> I'd be good with what that. Was sarcasm. No. I know, you're, I know you're sarcasm, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> so outside of these shows, uh, I, I know you guys just released a song, right? Um, kind of. We released, it's like a teaser. Um, we have a, a, a seven inch with two songs releasing on April 19th. Um, so the, there's like a teaser on Bandcamp. Uh, we're working with Aqualam Records in the U.S. and then Lay Bear Recordings uh, out of Europe. Uh, on the this seven inch and then also upcoming full length so the seven inch is kind of um you know a, a preview of the lp and then the teaser that's out now is a, is a preview of the seven inch so it's like a double teaser I right guess. preview of the preview <laughs> yeah that's awesome um the the full length any idea when for that one Oh man, <laughs> it's like we we set so many deadlines on that uh, personally and kind of like blown them because we keep uh, we're still you know we're we're only a year old uh, as a band like our our birthday was you know April first um, so we're still you know every time we we make a song um, a week later we've kind of grown a little bit artistically so we we're we're changing so we're we're having a hard time wrangling ourselves in um, so I want to say that uh, midsummer it's going to be out. Um, but we're still, you know, we're still kind of wrapping up the last, I think three songs, uh, on it. Like the music is done, but I think vocally and, and, uh, arrangement wise, we're still working on it. 
Hell yeah. Well, you're, you're still moving faster than a lot of people because a lot of the, the interviews we've been doing lately were like, yeah, the album was recorded two years ago and we're just, <laughs> just now releasing it. So you're moving a lot faster than, than some, I suppose. It, yeah, it's it's difficult, though, because when you have labels involved, too, there's a whole process that you have to go through to release it. And you can't, you know, even though it's done and we just really want to get it out, out there. Right. You know, you have to go through different steps and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, <laughs> we just released a, a video. Uh, that we did uh, as part of the announce of the seven inch and that video had been done for months, but you know, we can't release it uh, because there's a, there's an album cycle or release cycle and a press cycle. Um, so the, the songs, you know, some of the one, I think the two on the, the seven inch, one of them, like the single has been done for seven months or something like that. Wow. But you know, we, we're not allowed to uh, put it out there. And I have a problem with that. It's really hard for me because I, I just want to <laughs> record stuff and get on Bandcamp immediately. Right. Yep. Um, and you know, I <laughs> so I get in trouble now. So I, I got it, it's hard to it's hard not to release stuff. Yeah, that, 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 for me that'd be kind of tough too because then seven months later you might be like, oh, I don't like that so much. Or maybe I don't want to release that. Too late. You got to put it out there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and that's I, you kind of hit the nail on the head. That's why I think this this LP is taking longer than we thought because then when you get people like that involved, you know, labels and there's it, everything kind of slows down it forces you to take a, a much deeper look at what you're doing. And you have to be like what you said, like, you know, five months from now, I want to be okay. We right. all want to be okay and happy and proud of what we're doing. So that's why we haven't been able to finish it yet. That's exactly why. Nice. Yeah. You just sit around looking at it thinking, you know, maybe <laughs> I could change that riff around a little bit. <laughs> Plenty of yep. time. Exactly. That's it. Yep. Um, speaking of you guys just being, uh, you know, a relatively new band and all that. If I understand everything right, it started as just YouTube, but since then you've added some people. Yeah, we we started in um, well, I guess April of last year was our. You know, I think we started just a couple of months before that to record everything and then release the EP on April first of last year. Um, and then you know we got some dates in Europe and we like, oh crap, we we need people to play the other instruments. <laughs> So we um, we had some good friends come and join us, and it was great. And we've um, like it's amazing how quickly you know they learned everything and added to uh, to make the sound more you know fuller and just different things that we hadn't thought of that they kind of brought in. It was it was really amazing. Yeah, it's a really um, sometimes bands can be almost like having siblings where everyone's fighting all the time, and you know. Huh. you got an issue with this person because of this whatever like frail is the most laid back band ever i think because all of us have kind of been in other bands for a while and, and and done other projects and and have you know are a point in our lives where we don't need to get in fights with anybody so <laughs> right um frail like every time we leave practice i go and i i'm always talking to the car i'm like man that was so like enjoyable like it's, <laughs> it's so nice to be around these guys because it's a uh, it's just really laid back and 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 chill and actually we we just got done doing an interview with um, uh, Frank Cavanaugh. He was in. Uh, he was the bass player in Filter. Um, he actually was in uh, uh, Frail for a few months, um, and then he, he couldn't go to Europe for some reason. So we we had to get an, another bass player, my friend Eric, and now Eric's in it. But we're still, you know, everyone that you know has been involved with Frail, you know, is still we're all still friends. And so we just Frank's got a new podcast. It's pretty cool. So we just did that today. What's it called? Just his name. Um, his his. I think it's like Full Metal. MAGA or something like that. MAGA? Like make America yeah. great again? 
Yep. And so here's the deal. Okay. Now, before you judge, this, no. this is the whole point. This is the whole point of Frank's thing. Uh huh. So Frank's Frank's uh, political views are, I, I'd say he's he's more conservative, I guess. Um, and so he gets a lot of flack from that because a lot of people that are creative or in the music scene or whatever are more on the on the the left side of things. And they won't even ha- hear what anyone on the opposite sides had to say, and and vice versa. The right does that to the left. So his idea for his podcast was he he thinks that's ridiculous. <laughs> he thinks that that you should be able to find common ground, and yeah. that music is you know unless you're doing politically charged songs, is a common ground for people. So you know, I think I think that idea is good. I think there's too much uh, you know getting in fights with people only because of surface things right. that they're doing and not really taking the time to talk about it and understand things. So I think that's important. You know, now that doesn't mean that we, you know, voted for Trump. I, I personally right. Right, right. did not, <laughs> but right. I don't think that you should fight someone that, that did. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know what I mean? Do you and leave everyone to do their right. themselves and go on about your day. Yeah. That stuff's all. Yeah. At the end of the day, everyone just wants to be happy and, and be with their family or be around friends and, and, you know, I think deep down everyone is a good person, but I think that the way that the media is and, and the internet and social media, especially, it makes it, you know, really easy for you to 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 pick fights, and you would never do that if you're actually standing in front of someone, exactly, seeing, you know, looking yeah. them in the eye, right? Yeah. So I think that's the foundation of what Frank's doing. So okay, um, I think it's a good thing. Say say the name of the the show again, real quick. It's Full Metal MAGA. Okay, Full Metal MAGA. All right, the bass player from Filter. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, let's get back to Frail. Let's get back to Frail. All right. Um, you guys' sound, you, you're considered doom and all that stuff, but obviously with Gwen's vocals, there's kind of a, uh, there's an element that isn't present in a lot of other doom bands. How, I guess walk us through how you guys got to playing music like this. Well, I, I think it was just kind of natural for us. I mean, um, when we first started doing this, I remember telling Sean, like, I have been looking for this music since I was like 18. You know, I always wanted kind of something really heavy with kind of light floating vocals on top. And, and you know, I think that with our past, like Sean is heavily influenced by, you know, metal and, and heavy rock and stuff like this. And I was heavily influenced by goth industrial and um trip hop you know like uh blonde redhead portis head all the heads Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, and so you know i think i couldn't be like i couldn't do like a heavy vocal i think if i well i don't know maybe but she has a heavy vocal when she's yelling at me (laughs) (laughs) yeah i get a lot of practice (laughs) Um, but I think it just kind of came naturally and, and, um, you know, our, our story is that like when, when I get Sean, the music, uh, she, uh, she got me logic for Christmas, um, because I had been like playing music for a long time and been in like a touring band for 10, 15 years and and always been a pro tools guy. And then I kind of stopped playing music, just got out of it. And Gwen got me logic for Christmas, um, I think a year and a half ago. And it just sparked everything again uh for me so i started playing guitar a lot more and recording stuff and then you know i hear gwen singing in the bathtub portishead song so i i did the cover of wandering star that's on our ep i just i wrote i didn't write it i just redid you know the portishead right. song but made it a lot heavier and uh asked gwen if she would sing on it and she was like nope and i was like <laughs> Whoa. it took 
took a little, you know, convincing. And then I got her in the, the same room with the microphone and then I had to leave the room. Uh, and then several days later I was allowed back up and then, you know, slowly, but surely it was like taming, a taming a wild, you know, kitten that like won't believe that your intentions are good until it takes a while for the cat to get used to you. And then all of a sudden, you know, they, they love you and they want to hang around you and, and whatever. So that was kind of like, getting Gwen to sing. And then, uh, you know, some, I, I think for the most part, I still leave the room when she's doing the vocals. Um, but for different reasons, yeah, <laughs> but we worked, we worked together really well. Um, and that's, uh, that's how it started. Wow. I wouldn't, you, you know, you never taming really, the wild, taming the wild kitten. So Gwen, does that mean that comes with, you know, some stage anxiety and stuff like that? I mean, I think that I am generally a pretty shy person. I, I think I'm kind of empathic, so I kind of pick up what people are giving out. So it's right. it's difficult for me to be around a lot of people. A lot of times I'm super shy. I'm usually that person that's sitting in the booth in the corner, just kind of playing on my phone to avoid eye contact. You know? <laughs> it, it, it's just because like I, you know, I, I just like being home. I like making stuff. I like creating things. Um, but yeah, I think that when I get up on stage, the first the first show we ever did here in Cleveland, I swear to God, I wanted to fight Sean. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted, we, yeah, because we knew we were going to Europe, so we had to do some like rehearsal shows and just like see what it's like to play live. Gwen had never played a show before, and, and so Sean booked us a headlining. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> Sean. Sean asked the club for a night, which they gave us, and all of a sudden we were headlining. <laughs> Like, oh my god! And so we, I didn't want to back out because I was, you know, I'm friends with the the guys at the club and everything. So it went from getting a crappy show on a Tuesday to headlining a weekend show for our first show. So yeah, Gwen was not happy with that at all. <laughs> How, how'd that go? Did it? I mean, you rise to the challenge it, there, Gwen? I think it was okay. Uh, thanks to Xanax, I think it was alright. <laughs> <laughs> this show brought to you by Xanax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it went okay, and I think that since then, you know, now I kind of look forward to it. Um, but it, I, you know, I'm still super shy. So if you come up to me at a, at the bar to say hi, I'm probably gonna think that you're gonna you want to say hi to the person behind me. So I'm not <laughs> like, you know, I, but once you start talking to me, I'm I'm fine. Uh, and speaking of, we fully intend on following up with you guys at the space bar here uh, a couple weeks. See how things are going with all that and all that fun stuff. So when two weirdos walk up to you, you can be nervous about that starting right now. We're not talking to the people behind you. <laughs> I'm going to lose sleep over that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait till you see us. You'll lose even more sleep. <laughs> so the, uh, you know, we, we've got the riffs and all that fun stuff. What about lyrical content? Ooh, what about it? Well, well, I guess, well first, who's writing it? I think, well, I should let her answer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I write it. Um, I, gosh, I don't know. I think that a lot of it is just I like to exercise my demons through um, through my lyrics. I don't think that I'm that angry of a person, but apparently a lot of my um, my lyrics are, are kind of angry. Um, but I think that I'm a little bit more laid back, but I, I think I'd try to, get all that stuff out through writing it down. I, I think that I was telling Sean the other day, I think I have two kinds of songs that I write. And one is like the more prose ish kind of 
you know, pretty stuff. And then the other stuff, I call it gothic rapping, where I'm kind of <laughs> going, I'm more evil than you, you know. Oh. <laughs> but that's, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see which one uh, ends up more on the album. <laughs> I like the idea of gothic rapping. That <laughs> If that's not a subgenre, <laughs> it will be soon. Yep. Uh, <laughs> patent pending. Mm-hmm. Uh, so band name, let's, what, you know, obviously Frail is a... So now is a term, so it's not too obscure. But how'd you guys come about that? Well, I think that um, it, we like the we always like the idea of a of a name that was kind of short and concise, like single word, maybe, you know, single syllabic. But I think that we both decided that frail was a great name because of um, you know the like my vocals are kind of I don't know softer and kind of you know frail if you yeah. if you kind of look at it that way and Vulnerable. we decided to spell it the way um that we did number one because we didn't want to be you know too on point but um number two i kind of like the idea of something breaking and being put to put back together with not all the original parts but somehow it's stronger than it was originally oh nice okay right. um yeah that i can't believe it wasn't taken I can't either. That's so. I, thought I mean, hats right. off, hats off to you guys for for finding that one. I know. We we Crazy. we are we are in a band ourselves, and the name thing was just. Oh my god! We I just wanted to quit the band just because <laughs> trying to find a name that wasn't taken and wasn't you know crazy. But stupid. Anyways, yeah. That's the name of your band. It should be. <laughs> it should the be name stupid. Of our band, the name of our band is a made up word. It's insidient. Which is, I think, the first time we ever said that on the podcast. But it is. Yeah. So it's Insidient, which is just, uh, you know, one of the 60,000 names we came up with is like, you know, we had to, we had to call it. And that's, that's what we did. <laughs> it's done. I, I think that's, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, thank I like you. That word. Yeah. Thanks. That made up word. I like it. Yeah. For the record, I wanted 12 pound Twinkie. And it means, yeah, 12, 12, pack, 12 pound Twinkie came up a week too late. Sorry, Clint. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's, yeah, that's the name that you pick when you want no girls at your show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure all of our shows will have no girls. Yeah, that's but... <laughs> that one's already set up. You don't, you don't, don't never say never. <laughs> um, enough about our dumbasses, and back to you guys. The yeah, obviously the name that that works perfectly in my opinion estimation for you guys, and uh, you know, again, kudos with that not being taken and snatching it up. Um. With, you know, I'm interested in, you know, especially with a little bit of the anxiety there. What What's your favorite part about all this, Gwen and Sean? Um, my favorite part is loud, thick guitar. Um, like, I was in a band for, uh, I don't know, 10, 15 years that toured the U.S. a lot. This is kind of pre-internet back in the early 2000s. And we were on this label, Man's Ruin, which is kind of like, one of the original, I guess, stoner Rocky labels, uh, you know, out of San Francisco. Um, so we toured a lot and I played bass in that band. Um, and so instruments for me have to be, you have to kind of feel them lower, I guess. You, you sort of feel bass more than you, you hear it sometimes. Yeah. Um, so when switching over to guitar uh, for this band, uh, which I did just because there was so many fun things you can do now with pedals and brands like Earthquaker Devices and yeah. Death by Audio. And they make these rad pedals that just make, the guitar so much more um so getting yeah, you know fine. playing in drop b like we do and uh getting learning about amps that you know like having experience with orange and and mad amp and, and these thicker amps that just 
make the make you almost feel the guitar more than you hear it. Like, I think that's like my favorite part is that uh, that sort of aggression that can come out of like a really low instrument, I guess. Because I don't, I don't, I haven't drank for like a year and a half, so all this like nervous energy and you know frustration, anger, whatever needs to come out somewhere, and so it comes out through thick ass heavy guitar. So I think that's my favorite part. Well, sidetrack. What is what is your guitar? What do you play? Uh, I play SGs, um, and oh. I do that because I wanted to play Les Pauls, um, but the the way that they're first of all they're heavy, and second of all the the neck is kind of shoved Fat. more towards um, your balls, I guess. <laughs> 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 and so on an SG, the the neck is a few inches out to the left, uh, like where where the twelfth fret would be is is to the left a right. few inches okay. more than Les Paul, and so playing bass, I'm used to having a longer neck and having everything way out there. And we did a video shoot where I brought, like I bought a Les Paul two weeks earlier than this video we did. And uh, cause I was like, this is gonna be my live guitar. And then I had an SG, but I, I brought that to the video. I, I don't even really know why. I think maybe I just like the, the, the white SG, whatever. Yeah. But that was the first time that like I ever like ran around with it. And it was, everything was where I needed to be as far as the neck. Um, so I was like, well, this is, I got to play SGs because like when I, <laughs> when I drop down, if I close my eyes and go for 12, 12 is where 12 should be as almost where it was on a base. Okay. Um, so the less Paul, I would be off all the time. I'd be hitting nine or 10 or something. So, um, this is all numbers of the, of the fret of, of the neck. And so right. an SG is just, uh, I guess physically the neck is just more comfortable for me. So it's easier for me to close my eyes and hit a note. Uh, rather than missing it, I guess. Don't you hate when people make so much sense? I love it, Jesus. dude. I, that's that's what, perfect. What, what are we supposed to do with that? Right. <laughs> what do you? What about you, Gwen? Um, I think, you know, I I think for both of us, being up on stage is kind of cathartic, and I think that um, even though I'm shy when I get up on stage, is it's a little different for me. So I can I'm kind of in front of people, but I'm also stepping back and putting something out there for people and um, doing something hopefully that they'll enjoy. So I think that, um, for me, I really, I'm really starting to enjoy that. I never thought I would be, cause I thought I'd always be kind of a behind the scenes kind of person. Um, but it's, I really like being out in front of people and, and, um, telling them my story. I think that playing music, like, or doing anything, uh, in public or in front of an audience, um, when you're not doing it just for attention, which we're, we're definitely not, it becomes uh, this sort of therapy for you. And, you know, whether you're in a heavy band or a, a soft band, whatever, you're, you're getting some emotions out and it's some sort of release from you. Once you learn how to use that and incorporate that into your life, it becomes this valuable tool for you to kind of get your feelings out. And w when you know that and you, you've played shows, like it's kind of second nature. But, to you know, for Gwen never playing a show and, and watching her sort of understand that and learn how to like use that, it be a tool is it's awesome to watch her do that. And I think that's what she's, she's finally starting to like enjoy that and embrace it and, and, you know, sort of em embrace it, I guess, as, as opposed to being afraid of it. And I think, you know, she, it's, it's awesome. Like I said, to just watch someone new get to experience that, especially someone, you know, we're, we're in a relationship together. So right. we, we share like our entire lives together. Um, it's awesome to, to watch her, you know, be able to understand that, you know, I think that if more significant others understood the release that music is and can be for people maybe they wouldn't get so mad when they're going to practice or have a show or <laughs> right. well i mean you know me being a married man i know how to work this when she gets mad you say look it's your fault you bought me the logic pro tool 
we would not be doing this <laughs> if you wouldn't have bought me that. So blame yourself. <laughs> but that's just that's just the husband in me saying I'm just you know you can have no, that. She, she likes it. I mean, we work together, we live together, we do everything. So if I'm upstairs playing guitar, she's like, "Thank God he's not bugging me." <laughs> yes, there's that. My wife loves that. Oh wait, no, she don't because band practices at my house, so she oh. <laughs> she hates it. <laughs> but uh, anyways. Um, now being that you guys are involved with each other and feel free to tell me that you don't want to go through this, <laughs> uh, you know, we've, we've hit the positives there. There have to be negatives too, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like any relationship, right? Like you have most of the time it's good and that's why you're in it. And then sometimes it's bad. Um, when you work together and are in a band together, um, it makes you be a lot, you have to be a lot more aware of like who the person is and, and what your actions, like you can't just be selfish and I'm going to do whatever I want. They only know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you can't do that. Like you have to be aware of, you know, your actions and then the impact that that has on the other person. So I think that's made us more aware. I think it's made us better, uh, as, as a couple, yeah. you know, it can be trying, like I'd say 95% of the time it's amazing. And the other 5% of the time it's fucking the worst thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> like we're just, you know, there's nowhere to go, you know, because each of us just want, you know, the other one deep down on a, you know, the inner child level to, to like the other one. And then when the other one doesn't like you, you're like, you don't know what to do. And I'm taking my guitar and going home. To go. Like, I don't, you know, when, when, when if, if we're having like a, a fight or something, like I don't want to go to my other friends and just bitch about my girlfriend or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to go fix it with, uh, with Gwen because like, I, I don't, I don't, want to not do everything in my life with her i guess Ooh, yeah nice oh, right? yeah even at christmas buddy you buying brownie points or what yeah. <laughs> no. now gwen feel free to uh, talk about me yeah yes how's the other side of that work here at the um, epitome, think, epitome of stupidity psychology hour right? yeah. <laughs> I, I think that um yeah like sean said it's, it's great we do everything together having said that i mean like you know sometimes we get on each other's nerves. It's just, you know, we are together literally 24 hours of almost every bloody day. There's, you know, there's not a lot of breaks there. Now he does, you know, come upstairs and play guitar and I'll be downstairs doing, you know, reading or writing or whatever. Watching the Kardashians. Watching Mm -hmm. the Kardashians. (laughs) Yep. Guilty pleasure. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so... But it's, you know, so it's, it's, it's important to have time away, but I think that, um, you know, it is like the fact that we work together and that we're in a band together and that we, you know, I think it's made us stronger as a couple. And I think it's like one of those things when you kind of find the person that you're supposed to be with, I think that we make each other stronger. Um, and I think that creatively we mesh so well, like, and our talents or skill sets, um, kind of complement each other so you know it's it's kind of incredible finding somebody that you can share so much with um and then on the other side of that sometimes i just want to shoot them yeah. <laughs> but, but at the yeah, end of the i, I think that good it's, it's like you know, being in a, in a hard rock band and you know stone rock whatever for a long time uh you you sort of get used to the same scale and the same way of doing things and you expect sort of the same vocal lines or whatever to go over the the riffs you're playing yeah and gwen has none of that background right and it's like so when i record something on guitar like i'll she'll sing something on it and the first time i hear it i'm like oh my god no because we're not singing the blues scale and you're not talking about the sun <laughs> like I'm, i freak out you know what i mean and then a day later i'm like that's amazing and i'm i was so i was so scared of it 
you know, and then you just like, I have to like get over it and let it go. But I think that, that those two worlds coming together with her background being like, like, you know, trip hop and, and industrial and she likes heavy stuff too. I mean, she is a big fan of heavy bands. Um, but that she doesn't like use that as a crutch, I guess, which can happen sometimes like happened to me definitely being in a band. And like, if I try to write vocal lines, it's they're the worst you've heard it. 15 times like John Garcia from Caius has already done it. So yeah. Yeah. The fresh take. Yeah. The fresh take is definitely what, you know, what is needed right now, right. especially in that genre. Yes. We were actually talking about it previous to the conversation here. And I mean, we both like the genre and everything like that, but I was telling him that, you know, I, I, I really like the doom bands. There's a, I saw somebody last night. I think it was Whorehound. Um, it, this, the doom sound with the female vocal is, I think it's a fucking excellent take on the whole damn thing. It, it, and, you know, especially for you guys, it, it, it's obviously working splendidly. <laughs> yeah. Re- record deal and all. Thanks. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, re- it's refreshing. I mean, it's nice. Like, you know, you always like the heavy shit, but then you need like a, something pretty to kind of like, Oh, right. <laughs> Cleanse your palate. <laughs> kind of <laughs> counterbalance. Yeah. Um, we've done a lot of talking about riffs here. Uh, whether they're yours, Sean, or somebody else's, and obviously, Gwen, we'd love to hear your input as well. What, just a favorite riff, especially as a guitar player who used to play the bass and all the other influences that you've got going on. Fucking best riff of all time is Bury Me in Smoke by Down. Yes! Like that, My guy! That is the heaviest fucking thing that I've ever heard, and I, I can't see anyone topping it ever. That <laughs> Show's over. We're not even going to bother recording anymore. We're this on social media. Podcast. You, that is the answer. Okay. It's the end of it. <laughs> Gwen, we don't care what you have to say because it's, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Why do I top that? I don't even know. <laughs> yes, we. I, I mean, I'm sorry, and I'm. Not, I'm obviously not trying to be a dick, but your answer is wrong because his answer was right. But we do still want your input. <laughs> Anything? Anything come to the, come to mind, Gwen? Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> um, sorry, I was ba- I was basking in my glory. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, gosh, I don't know. I think that for me, I have to say that my favorite riffs are some of the ones that Sean wrote. Oh, oh. I love really? these guys. Yeah. So she's so now she, how'd she become right too? Yeah, I know. Oh man, now what? <laughs> You guys are making our show too good here. This is, yeah, this is far beyond our level of understanding. So let's I'm trying to get late later. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, what? Me I revoke it. Her answer was right. <laughs> well, I'm, I want to put this uh, this relationship to the test real quick. I'm going to do oh. a, a rapid fire oh. with both of you. All right, but the key here is you got to be honest. Let's see how simpatico you are. Okay, you, you guys okay with that? Sure. I'll give you two two things, Gwen. If you answer first, and Sean answer second, can't change your answer to match hers. The, the, the test will won't work that way. Okay, we got to be honest. Honesty is the best policy. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of setup here. You guys make me nervous. Yeah, <laughs> that's the point. It's honestly a lot of setup for nothing. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt your normal broadcasted interview here. Uh, Brian fucked up the audio audio in this spot right here. That's why there's a weird break, and you missed a good answer on the under and over. Uh, question. So, if you see them out on tour, be sure to ask. <laughs> yeah, back to your regularly scheduled programming. All right, uh, Beatles or Rolling Stones? Stones. Stones. Simpsons. My guy. Simpsons or Family Guy? <laughs> Oof. Ooh, Family Guy. Yeah, I'd go with Family Guy too. Hammett or Hetfield? <laughs> 
neither. <laughs> <laughs> I go with what Sean said. All right. <laughs> we're, we're <laughs> well, this one's, I, I kind of know Sean's answer, but uh, beer or liquor? Liquor. Oof. Yeah. Well, now I'm on the fake beer, so I, I enjoy oh. the taste of beer. Okay. <laughs> All right. The woods or the ocean? Oh, ocean. Oof. Woods. Oh, man. I see it falling apart right here. Oh, man. Fall or spring? <laughs> Fall. Fall. Sausage links or patties? You're an idiot. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> Both. <laughs> oh, man. All right, that's it. Uh, yeah, we, uh, uh, we're going to get you guys out of here on our one last trophy question here. You guys have been a shitload of fun. Um, now, again, we're splitting you up. You can't share your answer. You're getting shipped off to an island. You get one album to take with you. Sean and Gwen, Gwen and Sean, <laughs> Frail, what album are you taking? Ooh. I'm going to go with the new Win Hand. Okay. Ooh. All right. So I'm, am, I, am I all by myself in this? You island? are all by yourself. Okay. Then I'm going to take Sunny Day Real Estate's Diary so I can just cry and be sad that I'm all alone by myself all the time and remember <laughs> 1994 me. <laughs> <laughs> 1994 me. <laughs> That's a good band name. That's. You guys have been a ton of fun. Uh, thanks for spending part of your Sunday with us. Again, uh, shows in Canada on the, what'd you say, the, the 13th? No, we're in Toronto on April 13th, Montreal. Oh, oh sorry. Shut that up. <laughs> Who knows? Toronto on, wait, how do you say Toronto? Toronto. Toronto. On, see, Gwen's from Canada. Yeah. So I, I got to pronounce everything correctly in Canada. Um, April 12th, and then Montreal. In America, we call it Montreal. Yeah. Right? It's Montreal. April 13th. Uh, and then we're in Columbus, Ohio, at Space Bar on April 20th, 420. We are looking forward to seeing you there. If you're hearing this and you can make it to any of those, you fucking should. And again, thanks for spending part of your Sunday with us, and have a good one. Thanks, guys. Thank can you, you can you guys jam bury me in smoke right now while the interview's <laughs> over? Not legally. <laughs> not, oh, not legally, no. Yeah, we 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 kind of looked at that early on and. It's just not worth. I love that that was your answer right <laughs> off the bat. That was. Awesome. I think you can use like five seconds of something legally as there's some term for it, but maybe I'll put up and then we won't get sued. Maybe. What, what if you guys? What if you guys mouth jam it? Yeah, there you go, Clint. Mouth jam. I'm it. not mouth jamming anything. That sounds all <laughs> kinds of weird. I'll mouth jam you later, Clint. <laughs> Uh, yeah, right. we uh, we played a festival in in Europe in the fall, and I think Crowbar was on one of the days, and I had this fantasy of. During sound check, he walks in and I start playing "Bury Me in Smoke," and we have this moment where he looks at me and we both <laughs> nod. <laughs> it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Not but. yet. Not yet. <laughs> right. That's a good fantasy, though. I mean, all things <laughs> <Yeah>. considered. <laughs> all things considered. But yeah, again, thanks, guys, and we're looking forward to seeing you. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. That was that was fun, there. That was. It was. It Sorry was. about the audio thing. That was probably the the best under over response we've got on this show and i completely fucked it oh there's no probably there that was a good one um they, that's the second time we've had the uh i'm just gonna for lamest your husband wife combo in a couple in a band or whatever and that's that makes for interesting conversation this time it, last right. time last it made time for it was, probably the one of the worst interviews on right. the show well, i think <laughs> it had as much to do with disconnection well anyways um we uh yeah they were a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to see them here on the uh, 20th. We obviously had a, a couple conversations with them about their shows in Canada that were 
a couple days ago, the 12th and the 13th or something like that. And I yeah, had pre-recorded audio. Right. I hadn't done the proper math to figure out that this show wouldn't air until after <laughs> uh, we talked about that. But because you sat through and listened to the frail interview and hopefully enjoyed it as much as we did, we have download codes for their previously mentioned White Witch EP. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven download codes. Free EP. Email us. E- free P. Free P. Hashtag free P. Hashtag free P. Uh, email us. EOStupidity at gmail.com because we've got all these other complicated contests going on. I'm not getting complicated about this one. First seven wins. First seven. Get a free download code for the Frail EP, The White Witch. I'm sure they will appreciate it. Ready, set, go. Whoa, 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 whoa. Too many, too many. All right, slow down. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> we're going to start over right now. All right. Um, Quick so, word about Eargasm, because I'm pretty sure our link still works, and I still love them. They are with me right now. They've been in my vehicle all week because I've done loud things this week, and they are spectacular. I've actually recently figured out that if you put them on under your headphones, you can say that there's just, it never stops being good. These things are awesome. Why would you do that? Don't actually do that. <laughs> but people do do that. Do do all right. It's a when I don't actually do that, but I have seen that other people do do that. They're great Just to block, block those harmful frequencies. Is all I was know? thinking about it yesterday when I was talking to my dad, and he's talking about how he couldn't hear. He just ridden over on his fucking Harley. Oh, that'd be great for a motorcycle, right? That would, dude. Get you some orgasms. They're be great. fucking great. Use our link. Any on kind the Facebook of Facebook page, you know, races and anything like that. But anyways, okay. The news. Woo! Hasselhoff's in the news. The Hoff. Apparently. <laughs> Clint with the magnificent news story breaking David Hasselhoff. Yeah, why wouldn't you want to talk about the Hoff? Has told German news agency, who cares what they are, that he has a couple of heavy metal songs on his next studio album. And who doesn't want to hear those? Who doesn't want to hear Hoff? I, I, I actually don't. You, you don't? I don't. You put it on here. I did summer. put it on here because it's fucking funny. He's the Hoff. He's sixty-six years old. He, he, he I mean, he, he's driven Night Rider. So, so does that make him metal? <laughs> no, <laughs> you're just trying to you're trying to justify putting this turd of a there is story no ju- in here. there is no justification. There is no justification. We uh, can talk real quick about the ghost thing that I sent you. I'll, I'll admit, I'd, I, I will on air openly admit I gave him one credit point. Ooh, I wasn't actually going to call you out on that. Remember that? Yeah. He actually made sense in an article saying, the singer, that he... Tobias. Yeah, created who he is on stage because he had to. It was out of necessity because who he is is not that person. But in order to be entertaining, he had to create someone that was entertaining. I don't find him entertaining. (laughs) But that makes fucking perfect sense. And I gave him one credit. One credit point. He admitted that to me. I told him that I was going to out him to everybody, which I did not actually intend to do because I love him. Yeah. And he he went and did it on his own. Kudos to you. And a side note on that. So I, I, you know what RD is? The body style of a guitar and RD. It's kind of like a firebird kind of thing. Yeah. 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 um, Well, that's, I, apparently I started looking at those. And I and I like I love the body style. Apparently, that's heavily associated with their guitar player. And I immediately that's, stopped looking. That's how I. <laughs> that's how I made the connection. So I will never own an RD, right? Because of that. Well, I mean, I've got the Thunderbird, and it's not like I'm a fucking Nikki Six fan. 
that's not even close to being the same thing. Uh, not even close. I, it is kind of to me. Um, you know, just because we're here and because I've seen these stories and all that stuff too, you know that they fire the singer after like every album, right? Who? Ghost. But they bring the same guy back? Or is it supposed to be yeah. a different guy or yeah. some shit? Yeah. He just dresses differently every time. Yeah, yeah. I know they changed every... Yeah. So he needs to create a new person every time. Every time. Which, not to keep on... that. That's great, because it fucking works. Right. I don't like it, but God damn it, I'm in a basement doing a podcast with Clint. <laughs> and he's out there giving interviews. Somebody and actually making, got it right. Yeah, he's a millionaire, I'm sure. Wait, what's wrong with Clint? No, that's the that was the silver lining. Oh, okay. That's, that's why I don't commit, commit Good save. suicide. Yeah. Good save. Um, speaking of saving things, David Elfson. Elf, Elf, Elfson? Elfson. David Elfson. Okay. Of Megadeth. It's been a while since we've did the whole Clinton Bryan pronounced things wrong episode he, number 754. He's a bassist. He's a bassist. <laughs> and uh, he has a label. I didn't know he had a label. Yeah, that's not what I care about. I know, but that's what gets you the story. As Speaking as a label owner, he says what? He says that he doesn't like how vinyl sounds. He says he thinks it sounds like shit. They say that. <laughs> I agree with him. Yeah, then no one says it sounds amazing. Everyone says it sounds amazing. I'm, Everyone says that they love the fucking imperfections and all that. Well, stupid that's what shit. I mean. Yeah, that's what it, it's meant to sound imperf- imperfect in a world of every, where everything's perfect and crystal clear. It's nice to go back and have some noise. Fuck that. Give me a damn CD. Give me the perfection, not the digital shit, because you lose a lot of oomph with the digital. Give me a CD. It's perfect. I'm not giving you any CDs. I know you're hearing this. Justin. I don't have any to give you. Who? Just, old Dirty Heck. Oh. I know you're hearing this. I still love you, but I still can't do the vinyl. <laughs> yeah. And there's and really... can day from Megadeth. There's really not many in, the, in this vinyl, the way they're pressed now. There's not like any clicks and pops or anything like right, that. Right. I'm sure. It's not like it was back in the day, but... Yeah, and I think it's, it's a... Um, it's a texture thing too, right? Taking it out of the sleeve, putting it on, moving the needle—it's a whole f- thing. I—I've I, had this explained to me ad nauseum, and I—I I, I still don't get it. You right, know, you don't. You, have, you put right. it in, and three songs later, you got to put in the fucking next one, and it's the whole texture and fucking routine thing again. Yeah. No, put in the fucking CD <laughs> and your however many disc changer, and just let it go. Who has a disc changer? I do. Whoa. Yeah. Sell it on eBay for six bucks. <laughs> Make a profit. Is all you want to, he said something else. Oh, and he's, he said, um, does not find it more difficult to promote his art, promote his artists in the digital era. I thought that's what I took away from this album or for the, from this article. Go with it. I don't know what that means. I mean, I do, but you went somewhere else with it. So I thought, oh, yeah, was, I just wanted to make fun of vinyl. He's, but I didn't know people were saying it's difficult to promote people in a digital era. I'd figure that'd be, the I complete th- opposite. well, it's not that it's, I think it's difficult to, I haven't actually listened to the interview. I well, I would assume what he's referencing is that it's whereas before you had a label behind you and you had all the promotion in a digital social media era, era that it, you're just in a fucking sea of people saying, "Look at me." Yeah, we're in that sea. Right. Doing the backstroke. Yes. And hitting other people every time we stroke <laughs> because there's so we're, many. We're in. We're backstroking through people. Right. It's not no water. The water's there's gone. no water. Yeah. It's just it's uh, feces. Oh god. And people went feces first and man. vinyl. You went qu- and. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of vinyl tours, <laughs> these are the worst. <laughs> Clint's excited about Baroness. Yeah, Baroness coming to town. Baroness coming know, to a lot of towns. Yeah, they're they're you know they're currently on that Def Haven Zeal and Arter tour. That Ew. had a pretty good uh, 
set a run. Did I ever tell you I listened to that live album? No, you didn't. I did. And it's uh, a live album of 49% semi-okay music. You're the worst. (laughs) But I did it, you know? You do some cool things, but it's it's just it's just blah to me for the most part. I don't understand that. I don't understand that at all. But hey, I tried. Okay, whatever. I you give me that. I will. I, I, I did two to. things I didn't want to do, and I did it behind your back. Break down four weeks hours ago. away. <laughs> Wait, what, what else? was the other one? I listened to a live album of a band that I didn't like. Oh, okay. Uh, anyways, Baroness on tour. Uh, looks like this is heavy East Coast. I don't see anything past what, like Mississippi? I thought there was a Texas one in there. there no Texas? Texas, yeah, I don't see anything past Texas. Wait, I don't see Texas. No, there's no Texas. There's no Texas. I don't see anything past Mississippi. I don't even see Mississippi anymore. <laughs> Jesus, how drunk am I? <laughs> Alabama. I don't Kansas. See. Kansas. They make it to Kansas, Missouri. Son of a bitch. Anyways, their new album comes out on the 14th of June. This tour kicks off July 11th. It will be in Columbus on That's July the day after 19th. My birthday. No, it's not. July 11th is the day after my birthday, Clint. I thought your birthday was in August. No, your birthday's in July. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for noticing. Uh, Anyways, uh, should you be going to the Columbus show here on the 19th, find us. I may even buy you a beer. I will be there. I will be the... Drunk. No, I won't be drunk, but I will be happy. You going to go with that? You going to go with that to me? I I can't commit. (laughs) What else do you want to say about the Guardian Nails thing that's going on? What is it? What is uh, you know what? We already said something about that. Let's okay. get that. Pelican. Pelican, though. Our guy's Pelican. Your guys. Releasing nighttime stories on June 7th. Like I said, they released that uh, Midnight Mescaline song uh, Friday. Is, you sure it's not pronounced Mescaline? I'm not. I'm just going off of Eminem. No, it's Mescaline. Because uh, I know they say Mescaline 356 fucking times in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> in Eminem songs, it's always Mescaline. Yeah, because he's trying to rhyme it with other shit. Right. Um, yeah, Pelican, we uh, we should have news on them here soon. Going to try to schedule something with them next month, which should be easy. Next month's not insanely fucking busy. Not at all. Not at all. And uh, But yeah, more on that when we have more to give you. Until then... In review. In reviews. Yeah. I finally get to... I just found out I was supposed... We were reviewing this when Clint got here today, so this will be a solo review by Clint. Which is fine because you wouldn't like it any damn way. The Big Business album, The Beast You Are, finally released... That's the title? Yes. I like it. I do too. Finally released to uh, everything Friday the 12th. Was Friday the 12th? Yes. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, is this album fucking awesome. I have been listening to it, you know, as previously mentioned, since I saw them a handful of weeks ago. Columbus was actually the first stop where you could buy the album. That's really cool. And I did, in fact, buy the album. It it seems like a kind of combination of their last two albums, that uh, Battlefields and Command Your Weather, where they get some of the groove and rhythm back that they had on Battlefields when they had a guitar player in combination with all the just bass and drums that they are that was there on Command Your Weather and the weird rhythms and shit that they have. Dude is a badass drummer. I know all the toms and shit kind of get to you after a while. But I love it. It's like fucking tribal drums on 
and at ninety drums mile an hour. Are great if you cut them in a quarter. Or something. Oh my god, dude. the dude is a badass drummer. I'm not going to take away to that. To see him can't. live is fucking nuts. I'm man. just a meat and potato kind of guy. A hi hat, a bass drum, and a snare. And, and they with give the you way none he does it, when he slows down to just hi hat, uh, when he slows down to just a normal fucking typical beat, it fucking changes everything drastically. Because it's the way it leading should up be. to that, he's been doing his <laughs> ninety mile an hour tribal shit. It changes it to being good. No, yeah. it doesn't. No, it. it I. I Again, love this. This shit. is the season to taste kind of thing, and it's just it's over seasoned to me. I love it. Uh, it. It starts out with abdominal snowman. They've got some fun track titles too, and it's it's a good it's a good way to get the album started. Heal the week was the first song that they uh, featured off the album, and is also excellent with their typical you know kind of weird rhythms and shit. But this thing really picks up and gets going. There's a stretch in the middle. Uh, time and heat. The more you know, and people behave. Time and Heat is just badass. It's also been released. It's it's kind of big business at their weirdly best. <laughs> and then the more you know is almost like it should be featured in a fucking horror film somewhere with the just real slow build and the just it, it feels ominous. Maybe um, Rob Zombie can put in his new phone. No, Free he, from Hell he likes or to some put shit. shit music in his oh, like his, his own. <laughs> It feels like it should be in a horror movie, and that song, the way it fucking builds, and when the drums and everything come in, it's just, oh my God, I can't get enough of it, and I can't turn it up loud enough. I literally had my neighbor come over and knock on my door and, yesterday. And? I I know what literally means. There you go. Literally had that song fucking blasting yesterday. Again, just all bass and drums, and the way that song plays with the slow build. I wonder and, why you like it so much, Clint. Oh, I can't figure bass it out. Bass and drums, bass and drums. <laughs> I can't figure it out. Bass and drums and bass and drums but and yeah, bass and drums. I'm and bass fucking and drums. blasting that shit yesterday with all eight speakers or whatever it is that I got downstairs, and I hear somebody ringing my doorbell. I look up the stairs. CPD. And there's my neighbor. <laughs> I'll turn it down, Brad. Thank you. Which one? Uh, dude on the, my, the pool? No, other side. Okay. Huh. After that is People Behave, which is more upbeat. Again, typical weird uh, big business and their weird rhythms and shit. It's just fucking fantastic, dude. They they have their shit together in a way that a lot of bands don't, and it's clear that they like jamming their shit together. I probably shouldn't have said that like that. <laughs> Guess what's staying Anyways, in this episode. And then it's, uh, you know, it wraps up with Let Them Grind, with which is just full fucking blown. Dance and, song? No. No. Oh. It's pretty fast for them. It's a good way to end the album. It was, uh, I think that one was also released previously. Just, uh, you know, with his drums. And the bass. And the bass. <laughs> the way he plays his bass with the chords and shit, it, it always catches me different. He's like, he's almost like modern, faster Peter Steele with the way he plays. Where it's very rhythm guitarish, but also obviously bass. It, it, I fucking love it. Shits are always out of five. I think we forgot to mention that last week when we were doing Wormwitch. No one cares. I know. <laughs> I, four four point five out of five. This bitch is bad. It's awesome. Four point five out of five. It's badass. This is it's as good, almost, almost as good as Moontooth. Absolutely, absolutely. Brought to you by a high ass fucking Clint. <laughs> absolutely, dude. I. Anyways, we got to move along. This we for sure along. will be in competition in my top five at the end of the year. I got a quick gear geeking. Give me a gear geek. I got a little taste of what my guitar. Next week we'll do top three concerts we've been to. Top three concerts coming up next week. Yes, not next week because we don't have a show next week. Next time we do a next show. show. Um, our boy, we talked about the last episode. Kretzer brought the Solar. Over last week oh. <laughs> with the new expensive ass fuck Fishman Fluence pickup. When gear geeking goes wrong. Yeah. 
It went no. I was gonna no. I just I finally got to hear how it sounds. And fucking Jesus Christ! If you have a guitar and you play metal, shove a Fishman Fluence up your ass somewhere in your <laughs> arsenal. Do it today. Do it tomorrow. But make sure someone professional does it because it's not easy. It sounds chunky, aggressive. You know, you get the two voicings. You get the modern, or you got the active, which is not for me. I want it just for the passive voice. Leave the the harsh, high end shit out of my tone. Yes, please. Low, crunchy, fucking brutal metal tone Total all day, brutal. all fucking day. Fishman Fluence sponsor us. Um, that's my second guitar with Fishman Fishman Fluences in it. Fluences. I actually did have to, uh, you know, typically I don't notice these things, but I did notice a difference there. And it's re-dictarded. <laughs> it is pretty good. But we are on, we are all, on all the, the social, social channels. As long as all the social as channels long as all the are. social channels are Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And, and coming soon. Coming soon. To iHeartRadio. Coming soon to iHeartRadio, apparently. Uh, we are on all the podcasts, all the other podcast places that you found us already and are listening to us Oh, that's what I meant. On. Yeah, not social media. Podcast places. It's fine. I tied it together much better than you do with your segues. Segways are fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again to Frail for joining us for this show. You are hearing them again in the background. And, side note on them, they came out of a one interview into this interview. Right. And you would have thought it was their first interview. That's, I, they were so much fun. I yeah. cannot wait to see them here in a couple weeks. Good stuff. We, Good I, original like we talked, you know, the the doom with the female vocals, the the frail kind of right female vocals. If, you know, perfect name. It's, it's great, it's great. I, I, we've talked about doing the follow up in thing the background, so a handful of times before, and it hasn't worked out. We are boring something stupid. We're definitely following up with them here on four twenty, and maybe say something to we demon too while we're there, because why fucking not? Yeah, man. One more time, give them those codes. Other than that, seven codes. Email us, eostupidity at gmail.com. First seven, get them. And then... After seven, you get nothing. After seven, you get nothing. Bye.